need to be better. It's unacceptable. Everyone's accountable. We're very, very unhappy. Greetings, Rink Rats, and welcome to the third official live video ringcast. Uh, I am your uh, default host of this uh, gathering of famed and uh, treacherous Hawk fans from across the interwebs as I make this crap up as I go along. Um, joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Jeff Osborne, better known across the interwebs as Gatekeeper. And Pocanasta. <laughs> and joining us tonight from the Rocky Mountain High, if you will, of Colorado, Aaron Goldschmidt, late in the Goldie of the Rink, Colorado. Hey, everybody. It finally happens. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> Be professional, would you? Excuse me. I, miss, I misspoke. <laughs> and also tonight, um, Better known across the interwebs as Stash ESQ, Christian Demi. Welcome, Christian, for your second appearance this year, I believe, or in the last happy 12 to, months, anyway. Happy to be here. It's been a while, but I'm, I'm here. Well, it's good to have you're you. Enjoying the, you're enjoying this Facebook Live video Zoom chat thing that we're doing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if that's Joel Quenville behind you or Mike Pence. I think it's Quenville. <laughs> anyway, doesn't have a, doesn't have a surgical mask either way. So uh, we've nailed it. Boo! We've called together <laughs> um, this fine uh, confab, if you will, of uh, lesser minds to uh, talk about the recent recently announced departure of former Hawk team president and CEO John McDonough, uh, now former as of yesterday. Um, caught uh, most of Hawk Nation by surprise. Um, even us, I mean, although we were the ones who were kind of saying that this was a logical move for the organization to make, I, th I think we, we didn't think all... anyone we, we didn't think anyone agreed with us. Not right. Well, apparently Rocky Words did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although, uh, he had he had faked us a few weeks ago and led us to believe that everything was just hunky dory and they were going to go ahead, and so we <laughs> we started we started coming up with all kinds of. Uh, all kinds of lovely nicknames for Rocky at that point, but I think he's, uh, I think he's won back our, uh, our uh, respect and uh, hope, if you will, for uh, a good, good uh, direction for the franchise going forward. So there's a bunch to talk about um, the reasons for the uh, dismissal, but also I think uh, probably more importantly, what could be next? There are certainly a lot of uh, interesting theories, if you will, um, being uh, propagated on the interwebs. Um, and we're going to probably talk about some of those, including just about every ex Hawk on the planet being named <laughs> as the next president of the Chicago Blackhawks. And Nick uh, Boynton. Yeah. Nick Boynton. <laughs> and Enrico Ciccone. Um, Daniel Carcillo. The ghost of Bob Probert. Um, we will. Uh, Kim Janssen. Oh. <laughs> the ghost of Kim Janssen. Yeah. Uh, Cristobal Huey. <laughs> so we will uh, we'll examine the, and pick apart uh, all those rumors with our usual discerning um, lack of uh, lack of uh, compassion. And uh, so what do you think, Gate? Which, what, what, what do you make of all this nonsense? I mean, it, it surprised the hell out of me. Uh, 
I lay down on the couch to take a nap. I wake up to like 15 texts of someone being fired in it. And it didn't hit me at first. Uh, I was trying to reply to texts and uh, try to figure out what actually really happened because uh, it seemed as though, you know, a couple weeks ago, a mere couple weeks ago that, uh, you know, he was getting the vote. The entire front office was getting the, the vote of confidence from Rocky and, uh, you know, everything was great and they were going to go on next year doing the same thing all over again. And then suddenly something changed. I don't know if, you know, during this thing, uh, you know, Rocky and John had kind of a bit of a disagreement and direction or something. And uh, Rocky just said, listen, if that's not the way you want to go, but that's the way I want to go. And uh, maybe it's time for us to part ways. That's the only thing I can think of, because why would you give him a vote of confidence two weeks ago? What's changed in those two, three weeks or whatever? Uh, to, to now uh, go from, you know, he's the, he's our guy to, he's not our guy. Uh, it's uh, bewildering to me. I have a theory, but I'm going to pull the rest of our panel. I have a theory though, to share on that. Why, what, what could have happened? So oh, um, better. let's get at her. Eric, what do you think? Uh, personally, I thought it was a long time coming. Um, I, I think first and foremost, Rocky Wirtz is a businessman, right? And I think that being a good businessman is not only elevating your own business and being successful, but it's also knowing when to cut your losses. And I think if you look at this team and you look at the direction, I think a lot of people would say, um, you know, it, it wasn't going the right way, right? And, uh, you know, the first thing that you need to have for this to be successful and to capture a lot of the viewers and a lot of the fans in Chicago is the product on the ice. It's not all the marketing. It's not all the hoo-ha, you know, that all, that stuff all comes with really good successful product on the ice. And without that, um, without making the playoffs a few years, you know, we're, we're not a, a simulation or uh, emulation of uh, the Red Wings. You know, they made it 20 straight years. We got halfway there and it, you know, the wheels came off. So um, I think this is the right move and I'm really, really, finally really excited to see where it goes. Stash, what do you think, buddy? Um, I mean, I, I agree that change is definitely needed for the organization. Now, whether it's, you know, McDonough or Bowman or Colleton, everyone's going to have a different opinion of that or, or how, how, how many of the three are responsible for where we are today and direction that the team's headed. But um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read this uh, John Greenberg piece on the athletic. Um, it just, I think it came out yesterday, last night, and it was pretty, uh, pretty in depth about the, uh, the relationship that uh, McDonough had with, uh, with Wirtz and uh, with, uh, with both Wirtz's um, junior Wirtz. Uh, and I guess he's been kind of a polarizing guy um, behind the scenes um, more so than I had ever heard. So I, I, I'm not sure if something boiled over, some words were exchanged or it was stress due to everyone, you know, being isolated from this damn virus going around or whatever it was, but um, something, something definitely changed. And I, I mean, I'm, as it stands, I'm, I'm somewhat hopeful, but I think, uh, I think we're still a long ways away from, you know, taking the taking the appropriate steps to get to where we want to be. <clears throat> Good stuff. I uh, 
Gates kind of blowing my mind here with his various backgrounds. I'm having, <laughs> I'm about to have an acid flashback. I am listening. I am listening. But, uh, so here's my theory, and I don't, I haven't heard anything to this effect. Um, but I here's let me just throw out a, a scenario that that I think something like this may have happened between the vote of confidence and um, the the uh, event of yesterday. So what if Rocky said to to McDonough around the time of the vote of confidence, look, John. You've been great for this organization. We love you, but we want to change the structure of our front office and we want to push you into more of a pure business capacity. You'll be our governor of business operations and we're going to hire somebody to come in and run the hockey end of things. Um, think about it. If you think about that, that conversation, I could easily see that conversation having happened because that's the structure that a lot of NHL teams are going to. It's a structure that a lot of people felt the Hawks should go to. And and he, what if he said, you know, John, think about it. If you're not comfortable with it, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll go from there, you know, and, and McDonough may come back and being a, a man who likes to be in charge and in control and calling the shots. And probably a lot of his ego was tied up in the full on team president role. Um, he may have said, no, look, I'm not comfortable with this. And, and then the, the decision was made. I, I'm not saying that that did happen, but to me, that's a really plausible scenario. Um, as far as uh, what happened and the, the reasons behind it, um, you know, I wrote the article yesterday on, on the rank and anybody who listens to our podcast has known how I felt for a couple of years, at least that uh, I felt like this structure in the front office was not working, that it, it laddered back to McDonough and his need to be in control of things and his style. And um, that's not to say he didn't do good things for the team. And that's not to say that he's not a, a, a genuinely nice person in person. I've heard that from many people, especially today. I've heard other things too, but the bottom line is that um, you know the, the the system wasn't working. The front office wasn't working. It was broken, and and the results of the last few years prove it without question. You could talk about three cups, although frankly, um, you know a lot of the the GMs prior to Stan Bowman are the ones who built the core that won the three cups. So I I, I just think that, and I think that you know Rocky Wirtz is recognizing that it's time for a new tone. It's time for a new direction. I think we will see more of a true rebuild after this. I think you're going to see a new team president hired who's going to hire a new GM. And Stan Bowman will probably be reassigned within the organization or, or given the option to leave. And then that GM will in turn hire, hire their coach. And that's how it should be. And I think fans should be excited about it. We're going to have a couple of years probably of adjustment. I think we're going to see some popular players leaving as a result of this as well. Because I do think they're going to more truly rebuild. That's my opinion, though. What do you guys think? Yeah, hey. I mean it, it. It's strange because, re, you know, feasibly they could go either way with uh, Bowman at this point in time. You know what I mean? It's like if they fire, you know, if if, if a new guy comes in and they fired him, sure, I I could totally see that happening. But if they moved him up into the front office and kind of gave him a different title, kind of a promotion in the back office and then replace them that way that could happen too uh you know i don't know where i i guess maybe at this point in time that rocky's shown his cards a little bit and that uh he's backing stan he backed stan over q and i think we mentioned this somewhere maybe in our private chat and he uh maybe ha maybe backed stan over mcdonough too uh i i don't know this is all speculation but you know, something's up. Something stinks about this. Uh, 
And it's not the end of the world because, I mean, really, he's a back office guy. He does marketing. Uh, he was probably meddling. We've we've heard some things about them, you know, about him probably meddling in the background. And that could have been a reason, you know, why some contracts were given out. Could have been a reason why some players were traded. You know, he, he may have had a voice in the room with all that. Um, so maybe it'll change or maybe it won't. Uh, he, but there was uh, something needed to change. Something more needed to change. They'd already tried the coach. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where else to go with this. It drives with what John said earlier, too, because, I mean, from everything that I've heard and I've read, it kind of seems like McDonough ruled with an iron fist and it was his way and only his way. And um, I think it's always a, you know, a good idea to separate the business ops and the hockey ops. And that might have been, um, might have been what precipitated the decision. Aaron, what do you think? I think if there's one guy who knows what it takes um, to get to the top of the mountain, it's Rocky Wirtz, and he and he knows that to get back is you have to gut it, you have to um, tear it all down um, because he was there, he saw it ten years ago. Um, he knows how championships are built, and he didn't like the direction. And he even said in that press release. Um, you know, John did such a great job with the resurgence of the Blackhawks, and I'm going to need to hire somebody like him to get us out of the yeah. funk we're in. Yeah. And I, I thought that that spoke volumes um, in that press release. Um, and I think that I think he's a really smart guy. I've never thought of as the Blackhawks front office organization as stupid. Um, I've, I've thought of them as kind of deceptive at times or, um, you know, they couldn't make up their own mind. And most recently, I, I just didn't really understand what was going on behind the scenes. And um, I think maybe someday we'll find out that there was a lot of disagreement despite the success. Um, but I think this is a, a huge step. And I think it takes a lot, a lot of balls for him to, to make this decision. Well, at least do it now. I mean, why now? I mean, technically, technically, it's middle of the season. I mean, yeah. we, we, we all think that, you know, I think we're all pretty much in agreement that we we don't think there's going to be a regular season and there may not be a cup this year. At some point, there probably shouldn't be, but uh, they may rush it anyway for other reasons. But um, I don't know. It's just a weird time to do it when they're in season. It would be like firing Bowman in season. Like you don't generally do that unless something's really, really, really wrong. Uh, you know, upset the apple cart like that in, in the middle of the season. They do with coaches, but not necessarily GMs yeah. or back it does, office. It does make you think like maybe Rocky was leaning a certain way and he's had a lot of time, downtime to think about it. And he yeah. just decided, Hey, I'm doing it. Yeah. At the same time, you know, we're not on the regular schedule, a regular season schedule. It's kind of an, you know, a unique case this year. Uh, one that we don't see very often. And, you know, with, with all the questions surrounding the timelines and um, you know, when, when they're going to draft, how they're going to draft, when the season's going to resume, if it's going to resume. Um, there's a lot of smoke being, you know, blown up behinds left and right. Um, and, you know, maybe they just wanted to get things in place, get a new, uh, get a new president CEO in place to uh, basically oversee uh, the direction that they're going to head and um, make that decision about whether or not to stick with Bowman or Carlton or what have you. 
Yeah, I, yeah I, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I, I think that uh, the, the point that Stash just made about timing uh, could be that he just wanted to get this done and he wants to get on with the interview process and align whoever this, uh, this new leader is um, as soon as possible in light of what's probably going to be a very important offseason for the team. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it, um, but we'll see. Uh, you know, but uh, it, it just, I agree with you, Gate, that the timing does seem a little funny, but this has been a funny year, um, especially with the COVID thing and what it's done to the season. So, um, and who knows, there, there could be a whole backstory here that may or may not ever come out that, that drove this thing. But uh, I just feel like, you know, if you step back and look at it from 30,000 feet, that, um, it, you know, it really, it was time for a change. Um, you know, McDonough's personality, um, it, I think most of the rumors were true. Um, you know, again, it's not an, an indictment of him as a human being. Everybody has different styles in, in, in the office. And, um, you know, it just, it just needed to happen. I mean, they were stagnant. They were making bad decisions over and over again. They were doubling down on bad decisions. And again, the re- look at the results. That's, and, and Rocky works as a businessman. That's what he's got to do. So I don't know. Yeah. And don't you guys think that there was a, a lot of pressure with the Bulls doing what they're doing? And a lot of what, you know, their front office changes had to do with, um, was influenced by the fans. They had people at the All-Star game super pissed off and embarrassing the organization and fire guard packs and all this stuff. And I think a some pressure started coming from some Blackhawks fans. I mean, the article that Scott Powers wrote about uh, the season ticket holders and people getting gouged on the secondary market. I mean, um, you know, Rocky words is like, again, he's a businessman. He cares about the customer and the customer was not happy at all. And if you're going to have a, a payroll uh, salary cap, that's pretty much maxed out. Um, you better get something more than dead last three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, you said something today. I think it was, you said this, that, um, Oh gosh, no, I forgot. Uh, never mind. <laughs> but you did. <laughs> you did say it. Well, I'm glad you thought it was interesting. <laughs> the whole world gone crazy. Uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. <laughs> it's probably trashing Eric Andrews over something. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's that's a given. Speaking uh, of Eric Andrews, he actually had a question uh, that he wanted us to answer. He said, "Would you guys rather see Bowman go soon or see them give Bowman a chance on uh, quote unquote unchained?" I personally, I think here's, here's what I would do. I think, and I think this is what Rocky Wurtz is going to do. I think anybody who is re- remotely closely associated with McDonough is gone because it, well, you know, we always, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> we, we always said that you couldn't blame Bowman, but not blame McDonough. And I think that, I think that the, the opposite is, is true as well. And I think, I think it extends to Al McIsaac. Um, it may, it may extend to a few other people as well. And, and if you're going to, you got to change this thing, this thing is broken and I don't think it's just McDonough. And I, you know what, I mean, I've always said that you can't, you can't blame Bowman in a vacuum, but at the same time, Bowman bears some responsibility for these moves. I don't think McDonough had a, had a gun to his head telling him to call Dylan Secura his big trade deadline acquisition a couple of years ago. I, I didn't see a gun, you know? So my thing is, is like, look, he had his chance. He, he'll go somewhere. He'll get another job. Probably he may end up being in the GM for another team and maybe in a different environment. He'll have a tremendous amount of success and, 
great. But I think it's time for change here because you also don't hire a new team president and say, here's your GM. You know, the guy who was here for 10 years. Nobody does that. So I, I think he's gone. I think it's it's just a question of getting the new president in so the new president can hire their person. Yeah. Now, going forward, we, we didn't even mention this, who who in the interim uh, is going to take that job. And uh, it's with 43-year-old Danny Wirtz, uh, I believe. is uh, He's 43, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, apparently recently unfollowed a bunch of us, so... <laughs> maybe maybe he was getting ready to take over. <laughs> I don't know. He still follows me. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. I know of all people, the hostile guy. Uh, <laughs> but maybe, uh, maybe you fascinate him. Maybe that's what's I, going on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was trying to do some reading, like it's outside like watching a train wreck of the Blackhawks, um, and like he's supposed to be like some kind of wizard with the, the marketing and he supposedly had his hand in some of the Blackhawks uh, recent marketing stuff and, and things like that. So I guess I, it's not a huge surprise, but I mean that keep it in the family. Uh, yeah. He's I, apparently I kind of a, he's apparently kind of got his, uh, his his finger on the pulse, if you will, of digital marketing, which I don't think McDonough did. I think McDonough was more kind of old school, traditional marketing mm-hmm. channels yeah. and events. And I mean, McDonough was a promoter, you know? And so I, I do, the, and let's face it. I mean, digital marketing is the future of marketing, no matter what you're selling. And I think it's it's definitely true of pro sports as well. You sound and, like a marketing guy. Yeah, a little bit, but um, <laughs> Um, but so I think, I think that may have, and obviously his last name and his relationship to the owner, I think is part of it as well. But I also think too, is that there, I, I really believe they're going to, to more of the standard model now in the NHL, which is you have a guy who runs the business side and then you have a guy who runs the hockey side and, uh, more power to him. I think that's, that's the way to go. Stash, you got anything to add to that? Uh, no. no. Okay. Well, okay. That, now he's uh, Danny Wurtz is there uh, in the interim. He's going to do you know what whatever McDonough had left to do. Uh, but there, uh, we there's been an article was floated out by the Athletic about some people potential people to replace McDonough, and uh, I'm going to go k- kind of down the list, and then uh, you guys could take it from there. The first was of course Danny Wurtz, uh, just continuing where he's at. Mike Gillis, uh, Eddie Olchek, Doug Wilson. Al McIsaac, uh, Bill Zito, uh, Chris Chelios, uh, Kevin Weeks. I don't know why where that one comes from. That's kind of a weird one. Uh, Megan Chaka, who's John Chaka's sister. Uh, Shane Doan, uh, Stan Bowman. Uh, uh, and what did I see some talk today about Marion Hosa too, possibly being involved somewhere? I don't. Hosa is my dark horse. Yeah. I, I, there's just so, there's something about that idea that that really appeals to me. It's super super out of the box and super creative but there's something about Hosa that that says to me that's a guy who who could be a a leader of an NHL franchise call me crazy from a from a marketing point of view I mean marketing the marketing uh Marion Hosa is loved by everybody I mean look at the reaction he got when it was you know decided he wasn't going to play anymore he got a huge reaction from Chicago he's got a warm place in in every Blackhawks fan's heart so uh you know, that's, that's like marketing one-on-one right there, but well, he's, he's respected throughout the NHL too. I mean, he's, he's the son of the former Slovak national coach. Um, You know, the guy understands hockey inside and out um, has great relationships throughout the league. 
Um, and, you know, when he walks into a room, people notice, you know, he's, he's a guy who commands respect. Um, you know, I was, I lived in Detroit when Steve Eiserman was winding up his career in Detroit. And I think he's, he's got some of those same qualities that Stevie Y has, you know, a guy that, that, that everybody in the room respects and everybody in the league respects. Um, and I, you know, Stevie Y has been pretty successful wherever he's gone too. So that's, that's, and Joe Sackick, I think is another example of that as well. It's a risky move, though. Um, I mean, as much as he's a likable guy, um, I, I'm not sure that uh, that Rocky would would pull the trigger on that one. It would definitely yeah. be uh, it would definitely be a left field move that would shock a lot of people. Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, Stash, I agree. I don't. I w- would not. My heart says it would be a great move, and it's not my money, so I'm. I'm. It's real easy for me to spend it in investment in, in Marion Hosa as the the leader of the hockey ops, but I think that I kind of doubt Rocky Wirtz would be that daring, but you know, who knows? I mean, so let's talk about some of the other, some of the other thoughts that are out there and Aaron, if you want to jump in on Hosa, you can as well. But I mean, the big one that, that seems like it's gaining a lot of traction is, is Eddie Olchek to which my response was, you mean <laughs> to tell me that he's better than the executives of 30 other NHL teams. And what about Hawk Harrelson? <laughs> Uh, sir, were you subtweeting me with that? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because my life revolves around subtweeting certain people. You're being very on dude. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Continue. No, I'm just saying that uh, I think I, I think the old trick rumor, you know, I think it's a valuable debate because it's it feels like it's sort of like now the, the team president version of the ex-Hawk of the year. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, every summer there's a debate about bringing some ex-Hawk back who's going to, you know, really help the team. And, and they never work out and they always end up, they always end up being an embarrassment. But, you know, uh, and that's not to say that, who knows? Enzo could be a great, a great team president and director of hockey operations. I don't know. But I, I, I question, people are like, well, he's got the experience. He was a lousy head coach for the Penguins. That's it. You know, he's just got a hair more experience than Marion Hosa. Right. And you know, <laughs> right. A good point. That's a real good point. At the same time, though, like, you know, he did he did interview with a couple of other clubs for uh, for front office jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think it was expressed that there was interest from several teams to to hire him and he'd be interested in the job. He's certainly well liked. He has good connections. Um, I'm just. Yeah playing, you know, knee-jerk contrarian, oh, trying thanks. to trying to throw something here and see if it sticks. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if he's the right guy for it. I, frankly, in my opinion, I think outside eyes would be a better decision. I agree. Um, have some fresh set of eyes with, uh, you know, with fewer relationships with the existing players and staff come in and kind of evaluate it from an independent perspective. Totally. And right. I, I think that's probably the healthiest decision. And, um, I mean, maybe somebody with experience who can kind of, you know, put the, put the hockey and the business aside and separate them and come in and come in with, uh, you know, a clean perspective and, and take a look at it and see what, if anything, needs to be overhauled. It's dash to take that a step further. Um, why limit it to just hockey executives? John McDonough didn't come from hockey. He came from baseball. Um, and I think a lot of people are kind of, crossing that that barrier um i wouldn't be objected if 
Theo Epstein decided to come over and, you know, work with the Hawks, he's not going to do it, but um, a similar mind. I, for that role, I don't think you, you need to have a hockey background. Totally agree. I mean, that's, again, we're going back to separating the hockey from the business. And um, I think that's, I think that's a really wise decision. Um, it, you know, it may be someone on this list and may not be, uh, and maybe someone not on the list is the best way to go uh, bring in, you know, someone with an outside perspective again and, um, and see what they can do. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, the thing about bringing in somebody from another sport, I think, I think that again, if you're, if you're looking at a traditional sort of old school president role who runs everything like a Ted Phillips or how McDonald was, maybe that makes sense. But I think that, I think now, you know, the, the, a lot of teams are going to this bifurcated front office and uh, Gate, I'll tell you what that means after the meeting. Um, <laughs> but it, it, you know, where you've got a business governor and then you've got a hockey guy and the hockey guy, the hockey guys running those, those organizations are hockey guys. And I think that for this team, especially where I think, I think that there's a bad taste in the mouths of some of the fans now about McDonough. Um, and, and um, you know, I think that there was a perception of a lot of marketing functionaries and flunkies around. I don't know whether that's true. You know, I, I don't know. I know that they, they had a, a very robust marketing department, but I don't know if they were, you know, if they were all running around telling the hockey people what to do. But I think that uh, I, I do think that um, I think they need to get somebody from a hockey background who has, real bona fides as a hockey person who has respect for throughout the league. And I think it's important from a perception standpoint, as much as a substance standpoint right now for the, for the team. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone, uh, sorry, Al McIsaac, but I don't think anyone's, uh, clamoring for him to, to take bad. over. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what direction they're going to go in. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be less hockey, at least with, you know, having Danny Wirtz do it because he's not really a hockey guy. And uh, John McDonough wasn't really a hockey guy either. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to go with it's going to be someone not really hockey related. Um, really? Yeah. At least from so, the, the marketing perspective. I don't, I'm just oh, going yeah, by what, what, is, what has happened with that. You know, for hockey ops side of things, sure. Yeah. It's got to be a hockey guy. Yeah. You can't have, uh, you know, Danny Wirtz making decisions about personnel for, you know, on that side. So uh, yeah, definitely split that up. Maybe, I mean, I didn't even realize this guy was on the list uh, until I just read it off. Um, Doug Wilson's an interesting yeah. name on there. Yeah. I love Doug Wilson. He's yeah. got a name, you know, with, with the old, the old school uh, uh, Blackhawks fans, you know, of yeah. our ilk and age uh, you know, remember Doug Wilson. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's an interesting one. Um, he's made some, you know, questionable moves out where he's at, but in that time he's made some pretty good moves. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, maybe that's, that's, that's a way to go. That's generally been a very competitive team since he took over. That's a fact. Um, you know, it was interesting too. a name I saw on the list that made me think of another name. They had Bill Zito on the list. <laughs> And, a name of a name of a name of a name. Yeah, yeah. but they had, they had Bill Zito on those. Now, Bill Zito is, to the best of my knowledge, is the cap guy in Columbus. And he was an agent. He was an agent yep. for Tuomo Rutu and a lot of Finnish players. In fact, I think Bill started. Chris Block's going to love that one. I think Bill started the agency that Pete Rutili's with, Acme, I think. Anyway, so 
But but that made me think, well, Zito's probably not right because he's not really a hockey guy. He's an agent and he's a he's a money guy. But then that made me think, well, what's to stop them from making an offer to Yarmo Kekalainen to, to, to run the hockey ops? Um, I personally, I'd be dancing in the streets. I think I think he's a great hockey mind. I think he's a really smart guy. And I think he's respected throughout the league. Uh, now, a lot of Hawk fans will go, well, why him? El you know, Honan? No, not Elpo Suhonen. <laughs> right country, wrong the, guy. The return Jerk. of Elpo Suhonen. Suhonen. No, no. I mean, and Tony uh, Salome. Uh, what, what was his name? <laughs> you know, Tony Salome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and you know, people could go, well, what's he ever done? Well, you know, the the St. Louis Blues team that won the Cup last year was largely built by him, um, and he turned around Columbus pretty darn fast with some really smart moves. And people are like, oh, yeah, well, what's Columbus ever won? Well, you know, they almost knocked Boston off last year, number one. And number two, after they lost um, what's, uh, Panarin and Bobrovsky, um, they haven't really taken – they haven't really missed a beat this year. So they're doing something right there. So, again, I'm not – and I'm not making the argument for El- – for, uh, oh, Jesus, look what you did to me – for uh, Yarmo Kekalainen. But the, the point is there are people like that throughout the league who are really strong hockey people who, for whom this would be a big promotion. And, you know, so I just, I think that everybody needs to kind of broaden their perspectives a little bit and stop thinking, well, Chelios or or Edzo, or that's it. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of good choices out there. If Rocky's smart, he's going to go seek them out and talk to a lot of people and come up with the right person. Yeah. uh, Stash, you got any uh, ideas or, uh, wishes on the wish list or anything outside the box that isn't on that list not really um again i might my my one wish is that and uh, is that it's someone from outside the organization that can come and take a look at it with a you know a fresh set of eyes um i think uh we we've all kind of accused the hawks at one point or another of being you know a, an old boys club and buddy buddy and you know everyone it's in it, like Mario said, they're not stupid. It's almost like they're too smart for their own good. And it, I think an outside voice would kind of, kind of come in and, you know, bring some clarity that they is much needed at this point. Well, and part of that McDonough problem was he was drinking his own Kool-Aid. So it's kind of a, you know, that contagious factor of that, sure. you know, just thinking that everything is going to, you know, come up aces every time because they know what they're doing. They figured it out. They've got the, uh, they've figured out the one thing no one else has figured out. And then all of a sudden, you know, things start getting tough and uh, you get where we where, where they are right now uh, by being a little too cocky. Uh, <clears throat> so. Frankly, I'm more interested to see what they do with the GM role, uh, whether they stick with Bowman or move Bowman to something like a, like a Kenny Williams or a Theo Epstein role, kind of elevate him above the GM somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, given, given an option to, to stick with the team and uh, bring someone else in um, I, that might leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, but um, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to, uh, to that. Um, and again, you know, having him in some sort of uh, like senior vice president GM role uh, in that regard and bringing in like a fresh set of eyes um, yeah. for GM. Yeah. I mean, you have Stan who, even though he screwed up the cap is supposed to be the cap guru guy, you would still have him in the organization uh, to, you know, offer, you know, his thoughts on things. Um, But the guy who I've been on the boat for 
to you know take over in GM uh, for a long time. And and Elsa Maglia just uh, tweeted about it earlier today, and a couple yeah, other people. Yeah. And John it was Mark Hunter. Uh, that guy uh, is known for developing young kids, you know, developing talent, having an eye for talent, things like that. This is something the Blackhawks haven't been able to do uh, in in this whole era, partly because they haven't had to. Uh, but then when they, you know, when they had to, they weren't doing a real good job of it. Uh, you know, uh, we've gone over it many times about how the organization is with, they don't, you know, either the guy almost steps right into the NHL or the guy never sees the NHL. There's nothing in between. You don't see a lot of guys going through Rockford, going through, say, Indy, you know, coming up through the system like that. Uh, they, they develop it in the juniors or, or whatever, you know, lower uh <clears throat> wherever they come from NCAA junior or whatever overseas. And then they come over here and either they're playing in the NHL or they're never going to play in the NHL. So maybe they, uh, w- with this new youth movement that they're going to have to, you know, figure out uh, it's not a choice anymore. This is something they're going to have to do with this new youth movement. They're going to need, need to be able to draft guys that can be brought through the system. They can then play a part on the team, you know, on the, on the NHL squad, um, bringing that player guy in, and then you have your, your cap guy behind the scenes, whatever, with Stan. Uh, you've got a kind of a two-prong attack, at least in that regard. Um, you don't upset the, the, the Stan lovers. You don't upset Scotty. I, I know it shouldn't be a thing, but it is. Uh, you know, I could see something like that happening. I got a name for you. What, what do you guys feel about Mark Kelly? I mean, we always talk about how good their scouting is, um, their amateur scouting. Uh, you know, they, they find all these diamonds in the rough in Europe, um, by all accounts, they've drafted well, they've, uh, they've scouted pretty well. Uh, you know, he's vice president of scouting. Uh, what about him? I think that some of the scouts can and should be retained. Um, and you know, uh, they don't, they don't have to overhaul for the sake of overhauling. I mean, ultimately what scouts do is they provide data, you know, and, and opinions. Um, but I, so I think that, uh, you know, and good scouts are hard to find. And uh, so I think um, I think they should keep a lot of those guys. There's no reason not to. But I, I think having the old GM around is automatically kind of an uncomfortable situation for the new GM. And it starts to move this 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 front office sort of in the direction of the old Bob Pulford days, you know, where Uncle Pulley was always around waiting to, to pound. Looking over everybody's shoulder. Yeah, I, I don't I just I don't see. I mean, they may reassign Bowman to some job in the organization, but he won't believe me. He won't be involved like, and he won't be in the new guys are going to be given the freedom to do this and to run this thing. And um, they're not going to have the old regime or old guard in the way and, and, you know, gumming up the works. I mean, that's what's happened for the last five years. Why would they want to keep that going? I just don't see it personally. Yeah. yeah, It it, it could be. Uh, I just was throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, That's an interesting theory. Mark Kelly. I mean, I didn't even think of that one. Uh, you know, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I've got my opinions. Uh, you did mention the right parts of the scouting there. There's other parts where you, you, it might be questionable, but you know, overall over in Europe, Artemi Panarin, you know, uh, yeah. Antti Niemi, uh, Dominic Kubelik, Dominic Kubelik. Like they've, they've, they've done if, all right. they, if they were able to find play uh, people, you know, players, um, where that they not in the draft, but uh, brought over in free agency, uh, they've been pretty good at doing that for the most part. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, It'd be interesting. Even like Auntie Rata was was actually a nice pickup. Mm-hmm. 
from Europe. He's had a decent little career, you know, so they've, they have done well in Europe. And so I, I think there's aspects of the scouting that they really should, they should probably retain. And, you know, all the scouts know each other too. It's not like, you know, it's not like these guys won't have, won't have some kind of relationship going in either. So. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I guess maybe we go around the table and uh, try to give a, I know they're they're going to be pointless probably, but our predictions, oh, just our crap. quick predictions, um, on, on what's going to happen, uh, it, it could be based on something or not based on anything at all. Just kind of a, a you know a feeling. Um, how about Aaron? You go first. Yeah. So I I, I really love what the Rangers did. Um, they said, "Hey, we're going to rebuild." We wrote the letter of the season take holders. This is going to suck, but it's going to be rewarding in the end. Yep. I love that. I think Blackhawks yep. fans would take that and be like, let's go take my money. I'm, I'm ready to embrace the suck. So yeah, um, I agree. I, I think people are ready for that. As far as predictions, you know, I would love to see them hire a coach like Dan Quinn um, from Boston university to work with young kids and like be able to college guy. Yeah. And to be able to like recruit and understand development. Like you talked about gate um, even somebody like um, was it Mike or Mark Johnson, um, Johnston from the Portland Winterhawks, who's like been on the WHL. Um, he's been in the championship like four times in a row. Um, just like a long history, maybe similar um, to Mark Hunter um, or, or a college coach, just somebody who's familiar with developing young kids um, for the head coach or the GM role. Um, but yeah, I, I think they wiped this thing clean. I, I think if you ex uh, John McDonough, I think the whole tree is falling down and everything, everybody's going to go, not even the scouts. I think this whole thing is a restart and uh, you stick that big for sale sign in front of the United center. Ooh, <laughs> for sale. John, what do you think? Uh, I think that they're going to go with, if they go for an X Hawk, I think, I think Doug Wilson would be at the top of the list um, for a lot of good reasons. And I, I think that that would, that would be a match made in heaven. If they, otherwise I think they're going to go for a, a similar type of, of profile of hockey executive from outside the organization. It'll be a, probably a GM, uh, a successful GM of, of another successful franchise. Um, cause you bear in mind, this is a promotion. This is not a GM job. This is really for all intents and purposes, a team president job, even if it, the, the title is like governor or executive VP or something like that. So that's my guess it would be like Doug Wilson or someone of his ilk from, from another organization. Okay. Stash, anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to it again. I'm like a broken record here, but I'm, I just hope it's someone with uh, you know, a fresh set of eyes to kind of evaluate what's going on and uh, what needs to be done to move forward. Um, I think uh, I think Rocky knows that he needs to kind of, you know, transition the organization. He even said so. He was direct quote, new mindset to successfully transition the organization on and off the ice. Um, so, I mean, really, the question mark is whether it's just the off ice stuff to be handled with the president um, and CEO and, or if it's on and off the ice. And that was maybe a hint at them maybe looking a different direction with the GM. Uh, my hope is that it's going to be an external move. My fear is that it's going to be an internal move and it'll be the same old BS, uh, but we'll see. I guess there's a lot of questions. They, they, have, they have a couple different routes they can go. And um, it's certainly, you know, 
it's certainly a position that a lot of people are going to be interested in filling. So um, it's, it's not like they won't have their, their pick of the litter, so to speak. So uh, hopefully, you know, they make smart decisions, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I feel like this organization is one of those. It's like, we can't make too many changes at one time. Unfortunately. Um, it, that's it's my like fear also just, you know, nitpicking here and there at the edges, like pulling the strings on the edges. And uh, it doesn't seem to be, you know, making a difference. Can I, I just get my dark horse? Yeah. Go. President David Boyle. Steal it I, from the division. I mean, that would be wonderful. I mean, yeah, he's I'd a good be, hockey guy. All, he's a great yeah, hockey so, guy. Yep. I'd be all I'd over that. I'd take a second. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be all over that. And yeah. that's, uh, there's guys like that out there. And that's the point, you know. And, you know, let's say, let's say he does hire Eddie Olchek. Fine. If Eddie Olchek is the guy to lead this team back to the promised land in the next five years, great. I'm all for it. I just, again, like when you, we talk about David Poil or we talk about Doug Wilson or we talk about Yarmo Kekalainen, there are a lot of really good hockey people out there. And that's the bottom line is go find that person. Go find them. And if, if, it's, if, it's, if he's sitting in the booth at NBC Sports, great. But, but make a thorough search and make the best decision. I think we all agree on that. The reason why I kind of said Poyle is because he has a history of not being totally attached to his own players. He's sent guys off with really high upside and taken risk for the better of the team. And I think that that's something that we kind of struggle with is that we're so attached to loyalty um, and we just kind of hand out no movement clauses and hand out um, uh, just a, you know, a bunch of different things, um, reward contracts, overpayments. Yeah. The whole thing taking too much chance. And I think that, yeah, I think, I think David Poyle's liked by his players. He's respected. He's built a really good, um, organization. And I think he would be perfect for, for that type of leadership role where he's out of the weeds of the day-to-day GM stuff and, um, kind of overseeing it. But yeah, I mean, I, he's the perfect guy for a ground up type of rebuild. In my I, I'd be all for it, but I just don't know how, how it would even happen. I don't know if, you know, he's willing to even leave there, but they would be wonderful if he did. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Yes. John Claude Scott Julian, was in the all-star game. So Claude Julian's coaching the Canadians. So <laughs> yeah, and Jeremy I mean, Calton is coaching the Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they decide. I think if I had to, you know, I have one message for the organization. It's to just put everything on the table, be willing and open-minded yeah. to do yeah. anything that you need to do to get this team back to where it needs to be. Because um, up to this point, you know, it's kind of been uh, the same old, same old, and they, they really need to, uh, that's why I think a fresh set of eyes with, you know, lesser attachment to, to these players um, would be great just to, you know, kind of take a, take a, take, take, make the hard decisions that the, uh, the current and past uh, members of the organization were not willing to do. Does that include trading superstars? (laughs) I mean, listen, unfortunately (laughs) their hands are a little bit tied in that regard because of all the uh, NMCs that they've handed out like Tic Tacs. Um, But, you know, if, if that's what needs to be done, that's what needs to be done. As long as the return is good, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Um, you know, all these guys, all these guys are, you know, great players and um, they've done a tremendous amount for the organization, but, you know, they're getting up there in age and, you know, yeah, we talked about it over and over. Yeah, Again, I know that feeling. 
you know, yeah, the problem me is, again, is whether or not they'd be willing to do that. And it's going to take hard talks, um, difficult conversations yeah. that need to happen. Yeah. And that's why I think an outside voice would be the right decision and the right choice to uh, to make those to have those conversations that need to be had. Um, you know, that's a great the, that's a great. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, again, it's whether the players are receptive to that or they'll just, you know, give them the old double bird and say, no, we're, we're good. I'm hanging out here until this thing is done. Um, that's another story. But um, at least, you know, someone willing to have the conversations would be uh, somewhat promising. That's that's a great point. I mean, and that's I think why, for example, Edzo might not be the best choice because Edzo's got a relationship with a lot of these veteran players. And um, I think that's why I think you do need somebody with a dispassionate eye from outside the organization to make these calls because no movement clauses can be waived. And if the team comes out and and they say, look, we're going to rebuild, we're bringing bringing a new guard. We're going to, we're going to do a true. It's FA, man. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, that's fine. It's, that's what I was about to say anyway. No, but we're going to do a true, <laughs> we're going to do a true, honest rebuild. I think you may have a couple of these guys come to management next February and say, look, you know, if, if you want to move me to a team with a chance to win a cup, I, I would accept that because I do think that it's not going to get better overnight and it may get worse before it gets better again. That's what happens with a real rebuild. And these guys have just sort of gone for the, the mushy middle of mediocrity and nobody's happy with it. And I think, I do think it's going to be, there's going to be a couple of lean years, but I think, so I, I point is, I think some of these no movement clauses can be waived. And I think you need somebody to come in and make the, make the difficult calls and who's got a lot of political capital to start out with. So, you know, they're not going to lose their job over it if they trade one of the three or four remaining core players left, left, let's say. Um, you know, Rocky's given him a contract. He's given him some some security. That's what it's going to take because they're not going to get better. You know, just just drafting. You know, an Adam Bolkvist or this guy or that guy every year. It's gonna that would that would take forever, and it's it's very low percentage. You got to make big seismic changes with with this team to get them back in. You got to make a lot of moves. Or I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah, one I, or just make the right big moves. How about that? Same thing. We're saying the same. Yeah, thing. we're saying the same thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, we Which talked one? at the beginning of the beginning of the podcast about uh, um, whether or not or what we think precipitated this move to get rid of McDonough. And you know, here's a theory: what if it's the the realization that the cap is not going to be moving up? They're going to have less flexibility than they thought they would have. Maybe the fact that, you know, if, if the cap would, would rise by several mil every, you know, couple years, like, like it was scheduled to do. Um, I mean, by all accounts, it's not going to at this point with the, uh, with the economy and the shitter and, you know, with the team not generating the income that they want to be generating. Um, I mean, that makes those decisions a lot harder um, as far as like, you know, what how they're going to move forward because they're going to have less flexibility and that kind of leads to the point again like they need to have someone who's willing to have those make those tough calls um and i that's why i'm thinking they're going to go outside guy um outside person they're they know that they're going to have less flexibility than they counted on a month ago um maybe that's maybe that's a part played a role in why they thought that now is the right time to move Hmm. the thought interesting 
I agree. I agree. Eric, right. what do you think? Yeah. About what? What do you think? <laughs> he doesn't think. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> you know my feeling. My feeling is burn it to the ground, blow it up, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I want to see the Blackhawks picking in the top three. Yeah, me too. I want, I want um, us to be. Oh, you that. mean they're going to pick the Russian goalie in the top three? That's not my take. That's, uh, <laughs> that's definitely not. That's my for take. Eric. Yeah. It's teasing next week, yeah. But no, I, I just, um, you know, I, I had Blackhawks uh, partial season tickets for probably almost ten years. Um, and then I had to move, and it just got too out of control. And I pretty much watched every game for the last however many years. And you know, we're we're all attached to this team. That's why we're all here. We live and die with it, and it's, and we complain even though we won three Stanley Cups recently. Um, but you know, it's we all want something to look forward to, right? And I think that we've set our standards so high um, that you know, watching this team kind of be on that slow decline and that that trend of um, not improving year over year, I think that's the reason why. Is you take a step back, you look at it, simple line graph. You know, you went to the moon and back. Um, and now you're just kind of falling um, straight down. So is that like a, an advanced stat? Is that a numbers guy thing? The computer boys, yeah. <laughs> but, computer um, boys. Yeah, I just if I was kind of manning that ship, I would see that trend and say, we got to do we got to do something to shake it up. And I'm I'm happy. I'm proud. Um, I've met John McDonough twice. Once in the vestibule. Um, at Humble the brag. Humble brag. And then at prospect camp with you and I was like, yo, that's John McDonough. And you're like, I know. And I was like, let's talk to him. And you're like, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't play but, fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he signed a puck for me and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm really like proud that you did this for Chicago and you know, I'm really big fan of what you've done. And he was super humble and really nice. And it seems like he's always been about the customer, always about the fan. And um, I think he's done a really awesome job, but Every, everybody's got their time and I think his just kind of ran out and yeah. I'm, I'm excited more than anything. Yeah. Just, it, may, just, it may just, maybe the times pass them by. It, exactly. Just turn off all the 2010 rewind bullshit. I'm done watching that. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear well, old takes. It's the, can I just see the whole reason that happened is because nothing else was happening in an organization. It was all they had left. So, but go ahead, John. I know. But I just, yeah, I, I just want to see Buffalo destroy Chris Pronger one more time. That's it. And then we can stop watching it. <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago, or 12 years ago. I know, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. I haven't minded watching Marion Hosa skate around, though. I won't say that much. I love that, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Yeah. That was almost like watching the Jordan documentary uh, and seeing that all over again. That was speaking of which, how much fun would it be if there was a documentary on that 2010 team with all the shit talkers they had? That'd be great. I would watch that. I would, watch, I would watch it sure. in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would watch all 10 it. episodes. And, I'd record and I would, that shit. Yeah, I'd watch them back to back to back to back. I just yeah. want to watch Inject the it. Sharp episode. <laughs> the sharp one? Oh, man. Remember the Deadspin <laughs> yeah. article that came out about him? Yeah, yeah. I just want to know what happened. The, the Kim Janssen episode. It's about yeah. it's about forty five seconds long. <laughs> After well, Kane stars in it. Well, that's a little bit longer than the Malcolm Subban one's going to be. Oh jeez, I mean, just look at that whole episode: Subban, <laughs> Leonard, the whole thing. I mean, that in and of itself could be could be like why this changed yesterday. You know, 
I mean, it was really poorly handled. So anyway, uh, let's not rehash that. So what do you <laughs> yeah. think, guys? You want to wind it up? Yeah, we can wind it up. Oh, right. I just want to say, uh, Stash, your uh, your lovely significant other, we wanted to know what shirt I was wearing. It's a puck hockey shirt, so, you know, we got to get it on the shoot pucks, not people. There's she wanted to know message. what it was. Yeah, uh, we got, we got to talk about the uh, the sponsor just a little bit. So uh, puckhockey.com, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. You can get a nice shirt like this, shoot pucks, not people. You can get a very sweet Marion Hosa Big Hoss flat brim from Puck <clears throat> Hockey. Or you can get one of these bad boys, a Puck Hockey uh, fitted cap. See? Yeah, I've got the see? the uh, Hosa wins them all uh, sweatshirt too in the background, but yeah, I got my Hosa five boring shirt on underneath this. Yeah. You got the Millennium Falcon in the background, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, I do. Yes, sir, I do. Um, yeah, so I guess we can wrap this up, right? We can. Cool. All right. Well, uh, www.thudashrink.com. You can find all of our stuff. Um, I'm at Pocket Hostel on Twitter. Uh, John is at Jekyll, J-A-E-C-K-E-L. Late in the Goldie and uh, at the Rink Colorado, and then Stash Esquire ESQ on Twitter. Uh, but and if you if if you're not a member of his page, I'd be very surprised on Facebook. Uh, that's uh, the Joel Quinville's mustache page, and uh, yeah, that's uh, there's like forty just, something thousand people on there. I so. want to I want to take a moment to preview one of our uh, subsequent live ringcasts. We're going to have Stash back. And we're going to have a people's court where Stash argues against Josh Adams. He's he just used to this. be our official attorney. And, and <laughs> Gabe, will be, Gabe will be the judge. I'll be the bailiff. I'll be Rusty I'm, the bailiff. I'm, I'm not a litigator, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> we, do right. have, we do have Mr. Josh. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he's our guy. Actually, he's really, he's really, his practice He's our better is call Saul. Like, yeah, his practice is more in line <laughs> with what we need. Hardcore criminal defense. <laughs> All right. General riffraff. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. At the rink official, at the rink shy, at the rink Colorado, at the rink Columbus, at the rink cast. Um, you get over to, uh, if you're not watching this on Facebook, which you can, yeah, there is this video feed. I'm releasing this as the podcast as well. Uh, but on iTunes, if you could rate and review us, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that would be great. Um, but other than that, uh, thanks for taking time out of the out of your busy schedules to download, listen, and support us. Until next episode, see you on the rank.